So I, I know you've got a lot going on. But remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening, because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better, because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. Welcome to Listen, Hanay. Today I'm really, really stoked because Wedding season is about to come upon us. After these rainy showers, I feel like, you know, we're going to start getting those invitations in the mail if you haven't already. I have a wedding in the Bay Area coming up in about four months. And I also have a bride bridesmaid invitation, which I'm about to turn down <laughs> uh, to be a bridesmaid because I don't want to get caught up in that whirlwind. So I thought it would be befitting to have Emily, our wedding planner, here to Yay. join us to talk about Ooh. the world of wedding planning. Hey, oh, thank you so much. Hi, guys. Hi. And Hi. I also had to say that as soon as Emily walked in, it was like a breath of fresh air. Like if Aww. I was nervous about my wedding, Aww. I didn't know if I picked the right person. I didn't know <laughs> where to start. <laughs> Emily looks like yeah. she's like... The, the she's the, the voice of reason. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you you honestly look like the person where it's like it's gonna be beautiful if it falls to shit afterwards. Oh well, but this yeah. is gonna be beautiful. To shit face. No, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, afterwards, it's like you look like. Oh, thank you. Everything's gonna be fine, and afterwards it doesn't matter. I get cherry thank blossom so vibes. Oh. I was just gonna say cherry, cherry blossom, blossom, but I didn't know yeah. if I was getting that cherry. from Lunar New Year that just passed. Oh. Yeah. Springtime. Well, I actually, so I wanted to look like a rose today because yeah. I was at the Bachelor Mansion, Ooh. Um, which is so fun. They do events now. Um, so they had some planners out and some vendors to show everyone like what the space can do. And you got to see like the fireplace where Champagne Gate happened, you know, all the What's good Champagne Gate? Where it. Oh, is it did when. Did you, when the bottle exploded in that girl's face a couple weeks oh. ago? Wait, what? Is this a gif? Wait, this isn't funny. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. This isn't funny. Is this funny or not funny? It is funny. Okay, it's funny. Why did it explode in water fate, right? Sorry? There's like different theories, but it seems like the bottle was replaced with one that had been like shaken up. Like maybe for. Okay, wait, let me picture this. So on The Bachelor, this is filmed. Correct. A girl started to open the bottle of champagne like, woohoo, let's yes. celebrate. And the thing busts in her Correct. face. But did it hit her and hurt her? No. It just got her face and her hair wet, which is not what you want on a date. Did it look like oh, a whole porn true. scene? <laughs> no, it looked more like it looked more like someone played a prank. Which gotcha. is a little kind of For rough. Sure. Now on camera, was yeah. she pissed? Very much so. Oh, wow. she was pissed very much so. Yeah, very much so. So they do events there now. You can do parties. You can do like small get-togethers. Um, probably couldn't do like a full-blown wedding just because the sound restrictions up in Malibu are really strict. That's a whole thing. So... Um, I went and toured it, and I wanted to look like a rose. So I made you sure definitely to nailed Thank it. you. Yeah, I would hire you. Very I wanted awesome. people to think rose, first impression rose, you know? Got Me. it. Me. Absolutely. Yeah. If, it Jeannie, if Jeannie had been that girl with the champagne explosion, I can just imagine you cackling to the floor. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah. I wouldn't have gotten mad about it unless I thought I was 
it was rigged. Yeah. And somebody planted it because Which it is, is a competition. Thought. That's what she thought. And, and and if you think about it, it's genius. It, like, it, like yeah. you want to embarrass yeah. the bitch that you're in comp- competition it's with. It's pretty sinister. So it's awesome. Yeah. But if it was me, I think that I would laugh if it was just me. Like, if it was on the real, the, my talk show, I would go, oh, nobody's doing this to me. This is my dumbass. Yeah. It's, it's just by chance. Not malicious. I opened a kombucha the other day in my dressing room <laughs> and got a full-on shot in my face. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like that, yeah. But... If it's a competition show, I would immediately look at all the women's faces and see if I could tell who did it. And yeah. then we start talks. swinging the bottle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It got really wild. Yeah. So it was cool up there. But you're right. This is definitely. Um, so it's actually engagement season. So wedding season technically runs, in case you didn't know, March to November <laughs> in California. We consider that wedding season because that's when kind of the rains have stopped. Fall is obviously the most popular season, but the invitations you're seeing with Save the Dates, we call this engagement season. Why is fall the most popular season? I would think it should be summer. Too hot. It's usually a little little too toasty. Old people. Oh, and right over. all the like cheese and cakes and like all your specialty cocktails. <gasps> yes! Oh my God, There's you don't nothing. want your cocktails you getting warm. And your dress, don't. sweaty pit. You don't want sweaty pits in your wedding it's dress. A really like hot wedding day is su- actually super sad to witness because you're kind of just watching your investment literally melt in front no, of you. No, I've never thought about yeah, that before. because like I feel, I mean, usually the people that ask about Palm Springs in the summer are not Californians, of course. It's people from other states or other countries and I'm always happy to have that conversation with them like, well, here in California, like we don't go to Palm Springs in August because we you can't. It's 120 degrees. So the one time I have done a wedding in Palm Springs in September, it did creep up over 110. Um, and it was just like that beautiful cheese board melting, <gasps> cake melting, makeup melting, hair melting. Wait, did you warn this couple so they didn't do this to themselves? Definitely. And yeah. they didn't listen. I think people feel really strongly like if you know people in your life who are like, I love the heat and I like the heat and I want to go to Florida and I'm a desert, I'm a desert, which I mean. I'm always like, that's great for you, but there's like a hundred people that we have to think about who probably don't love this. They're probably not loving it. So we have to plan around that. And like in my world, Thanksgiving to Valentine's Day is when all of those engagement rings hit. So that's a crazy time of year for me. All those rings come out and the inbox gets flooded. Thanksgiving, New Year's Eve, you get those brides at like 2 p.m. on New Year's Day. They're ready to go their next level, they're ready to plan. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. So I have so many questions. Yep. First one, when you sign up to work with a couple, mm-hmm. can you tell if they'll last and are have you been accurate? <sighs> Good question, oh, right? Good question. Good question. I know, guys, I that's wanted to start great, That's actually such a great question. Thanks. So, yeah, that's, I like to think, I mean, it's hard to know who is and I hate using the word difficult because I actually have like a really hot take on bridezillas but I like to think that I have a sense as to like who's going to be quote unquote difficult Um, and sometimes I'm surprised sometimes I feel like the couples that have the the most conflict maybe they're actually a little bit better at communication like maybe they've gotten to that place where they're like no i can hash it out with you i could even hash it out with you in front of this woman oh oh that's a good that's you a know, very open-minded yeah. perspective i worry a little bit more about the couple where i'm like so everything's perfect all the time every day and perfect. they're like fine yes of course great we'll go with it yeah those sure. are the ones where i know it stays perfect 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 and then there's probably going to be something that's not so perfect God, and you're right, usually? I feel like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's only, I think, a couple people that I've worked with who probably aren't still together, I think. But for the most part, 
It's a good test. I mean, it's a great way to see if you can do this for 12 months. It's a long year. Yeah, definitely. It's a long year. It's a long, expensive year. And it feels like buying a car every single month for 12 months. Wow. Or something. If you've, you know, for people who haven't made a huge purchase together, that's really where, like, that's one of the first conversations I've had is like, have you ever bought, like, a car together, a big trip, a home? It's going to feel like those deposits hit hard. They come fast, you know? What did you mean when you said you have a hot take on Bridezillas? I want to hear it. So I, I mean, there are Bridezillas in my world. There's a couple every year that pop up um, and Groomzillas and Mother-in-Law Zillas and sometimes Father-in-Law Zillas out of nowhere. Can you give us a trait of a Groomzilla, please? Very much so. So when it comes to Bridezillas, Groomzillas, I actually feel like brides have had it pretty tough because this whole industry for 50 years is like bride, 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 bride. It's this huge project. And I feel like you get the ring. Everyone's in your face about the dress, the bridesmaids, the music, the budget. And dude is like cruising sometimes. Or I'm just yeah, like, where's sure. this guy? Like, the guy just shows sure. the yes. fuck yeah. up. Or I just feel like it's yeah. been, I mean, we, it's been this way for probably as long as most of us can remember where I think it's like still that misconception that like, it's just a pretty party with some flowers. And I'm like, it's spreadsheets, it's budgeting, it's long talks. It's getting like really deep in there. So I actually sometimes side with my bridezillas and I'm like, I actually like that you're super particular. That helps me out so much. Okay, mm. so yeah, yeah. on that note, I agree. I like being specific. When I yep. tell my brother, mm. hey, this is what we should do for our podcast. <laughs> yep. Or when I talk to Marav, who works with me, you know, th- this is the idea for the week. Mm-hmm. I think it helps people to be specific about what you want. I noticed that Huge. I... They they will get confused yep. when I'm not clear and they do something and I'm like, oh, that's not what I wanted. They're that's like, exactly this is, right. This is kind of what you guided me towards. A hundred percent. Yes, that's exactly right. So what I do now when someone hires me, they get like a little gift box with like some cookies and a note and all these things. And they get a little letter that's like, I'm so excited. Here's what you can expect. Just an overview. And at the end, I'm like, if you don't like something, you have to tell me immediately. Because if I don't hear from you, I'm going to keep cruising along, making decisions, thinking that you're like, and I'll be like, oh, well, she loves ivory. So I'll just do it. And if I don't hear, actually, the most difficult brides are the ones that I don't get feedback from. Because then inevitably, I present them with something and I'm like, well, I just didn't know. I had no way of knowing. So you I never feel, said anything. Yes. I'm like, I feel like the smaller in stature, those people can be very fiery, don't you think? Huh? <laughs> why? Think? Why? Tell like me why. Ah! people. Because they're just like... um. They're cornered all the time, and so they build like. Oh, so they they have have a. a, They're more apt to. Like bark. Yes, yes. A bigger bark. Yes. A manlet. Wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you say, Emily? Am I? Am I hitting? Am I touching on something? Have you seen that? You are touching on. Well, here's my theory too. I think that. I also try to keep out for people who maybe haven't had many leadership roles. So sometimes what I say is like, let's make sure that you don't run your wedding like a small business. Let me help you with that stuff. Let me get like those quotes. I'll get all those charts and graphs. Why don't you cruise and have fun? Because the ones that sometimes pop out of the woodwork with like a fire, they're ready to go. They're ready to pounce. Those are sometimes people who like maybe they haven't managed this scope of a project Mm. before and they're like, this is my time, bitches. Like I haven't had responsibility at work or I haven't had something in my life. And like now I feel like 
this is my time it's to my shine. Time. And or they come out the gate with, like you said, this fire where I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like everyone's on your side, all here to make this whatever you want it to be. But like no one's out to get you. We all want this to be awesome. Well, oh, Sorry, I was going to go off what you said about specifics and this, which is I think some people some people who are um, creative have a really clear and specific vision for what they want. And then I think some people who are maybe less naturally creative, they have a clear fantasy of what they Mm -hmm. want, which isn't rooted in specifics. And so they want you to produce a fantasy for them without a lot of structural uh, suggestions. Yeah, guidance. And so then they want you to just kind of read their mind and whip it up. And if that's not right, then I imagine that's where you meet the person who's like, that's not what I wanted. And you're not getting the feedback because they don't have a clear vision mm-hmm. and they want you to sort of help create that vision for them. That's that is exactly right. OK, that's exactly right. And it's always like, you know, that little triangle that's like good, fast, cheap or whatever, like the creative mm. triangle. And you're like, you can pick two, whatever. Like you have to be clear, too, about how in what scope can you do things like Let's get real about what we can do with this timeline. And then, of course, touching on all of that comes back to budget Mm -hmm. because I love high fantasy and it's L.A. And like half my weddings are up in the bay. Half of them are down here. So I'm like, this is California. We can go for it. Sky's the limit. We we can do whatever you want. You want animals, fireworks, boats. What do you want? How crazy do you want to get? But it just has to be there has to be a little bit of reality and like with creating something for someone that I don't really know I'm actually huge on like building rapport so even before we get into anything creative I like to take like usually two to three months to like have dinner have lunch ideally I get to go to people's houses that helps me so much to see like what is their decor like Mm -hmm. like what are they into like what books are they reading before I'm like and then we have this you know whatever concept I've come up with because they might hate it I think there's some rapport I have a question I have a factoid actually it's two part. What is what do you guys think the average length of a marriage, a first marriage is in the, uni- in the United States? You mean a marriage that. Um, yeah. A, a, uh, what is the divorce? What? Yeah. The average length of a marriage in the United States. How long do you think it lasts? Oh, wait, man. do you have an answer to this? I do. <gasps> well, I've heard Oof. of the seven year itch. So I'm going to guess oh. around seven. Yeah. Maybe under 10. Maybe under between 10, yeah. seven, seven, five, five. Five, wow. Wait, but then there's a lot of marriages you read about Whoa. where they just two years in and they want out. That's what yeah. average. So average. average. Let's yeah. talk about United two States. years. United Five States. is an average. That's what United I'm saying. Okay. Okay. So two years? I'm going to go with Under, uh, eight. I'm going to go with eight. 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 She said seven. I huh? said seven, seven, but I'm also throwing in the two. <laughs> well, you did it's seven, a, and then she there's that. two, and then she, the five. She hedges, the average. Right? She hedges, yeah. It's, uh, it's seven. But you changed wow. it to two, so Ooh. she got it. She you're got stu- eight. Oh, yeah. so dumb. Okay. I'll give it to you, Emily, because okay. you're the new girl. Seven. <laughs> so uh, why yeah. seven? What's the, psycholo- what's the psychological reason? I don't know, but I've never even heard it as the seven, the seven, seven years. That's right. For some reason, and I was itching at seven years. No, I really was. Oof. I was married for 10. I divorced. And at seven, I actually had a conversation with him like, hey, mm. I don't feel like everything that we continuously work on or have gone to counseling about is changing. Yeah. And we're at seven years. It's a lot. I feel like we should. We right. did good. Yeah. We did good. Let's, let's <laughs> you know, let's go ahead and. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, man. Like, nothing at all. But if the problem is the other person didn't agree. The other person said, no, we do right, not divorce. What, like you a, stick it out. I a think renewal that's contract a long... Weddings? No? Oh, the vow renewals. 
which seven I years can, yeah. would be cool. Vow renewals are yeah. very sweet. I actually sweet. love a vow renewal. You do? I've done I think it's such renewal. a waste of yeah. money. So hear me out. There is one I did last year that I thought was adorable. So they met at 25. They started their life at 25. And life got really busy. Kids happened. Life happened. Their life got really big. They're some of the nicest people I've ever met. So 20 years later, they finally had the wedding and the ceremony that they didn't have 20 years prior. So they kind of called it a vow renewal. We called it a wedding because there wasn't actually vows mm-hmm. in the first place. And it was like, it was so cool to see, like, this is two decades of someone's life, all their people, all their kids, all the stuff. So that I felt like, but I feel you on like traditional vow renewals. Those I haven't done a ton of. Why are you, you're basically you're renewing your vows. Tell me if I'm right. To (laughs) get that emotional kick back in, to kind of remind you what it was like at your wedding and to hear the vows being read, maybe rewrite them if you want. I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think to like try and reignite that yes. flame and like maybe yeah 10 20 you, years is you like them better than weddings no i think they're very sweet okay um and i think if they're done well they can be a really fun party for okay, people TBH, done well. i was talking about something totally different which is oh. like people who um uh get just get married for a certain amount of time a term like a term marriage why would oh. they do that uh because because let's say, for instance, seven year itch, like, let's say, let's just get married and do it for seven years. And then we can re-up if we want to after mm. another seven years. But we're in, we're locked in. And then you you break everything down in the contract, how it will end if, if, if there's infidelity. I've never heard of this. Stuff. I've never yeah. heard of this either. I think there's only like one country that does it. Oh, a contract wedding. Yeah, something like that. Interesting. No. Well, with that, we're going to take a break because when we come back, I have more questions to ask Emily, especially about salacious activity that happens with these thoughty bridesmaids and (laughs) fuck boys (laughs) called grooms (laughs) that are in disguise when we come back. Welcome back. We're here with Emily, the beautiful, stunning wedding planner who is dressed as a rose today to represent her work. (laughs) And you said something about dressing to complement the wedding. Yes. So one of the things that I am really into is using Rent the Runway because I can switch up my looks all the time and I never know like what I'm going to need, where I'm going to be. I try really hard to be in whatever color palette the client has in large part because for years I would be like, well, I could dress like a caterer. Then everyone hands you plates of food. You know, you don't want to wear all black Um, or I'd get these pictures back and I'd see all these beautiful things happening and people dressed up and I'd be like in some blue card, you know, standing out like a sore thumb. Not a great look. So I've started using Rent the Runway. I'm pretty obsessed with it like it's hit or miss like anything else but what's awful is that I no longer use it like a rental service I use it like a personal shopping service so instead of returning things I buy them so I know like there's probably a better platform than rent the runway for just ordering clothes and earrings and purses but whatever now I just buy them off the app it's a really, it's a really great service. I f- wish we were kind of getting sponsored by them right now. By the way, we're <laughs> plugging them. But you're yeah. smart. You, you, you look the part, you know, to plan a wedding. Oh, thank you. Okay, I want to ask you. Picture me this: you're at the wedding. You've got your clipboard in hand. Everything's going splendid. You're running your schedule, and all of a sudden, you notice the groom is missing. Mm-hmm. And you're running around. You're like, where could he be? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's even a groomsman. I don't know, but somebody from the groom's party. I just want to find a dog in this story. <laughs> You send your you send your goons around mm-hmm. to go looking for this missing man, and there yep. he is, caught red-handed. 
doing what? Have you ever had this situation? I have. Oh my god, I tell have. me everything. I have had some I have had some juicy wedding party interactions. So one thing that is an important conversation with couples is like in the span of 12 to 18 months, like, you know, getting to know these people when you're picking your bridal party, you got to think about who can hang in for the long run because it's a really long run. And there's all these things that need to happen during that time. You've got like bachelor parties, bachelorettes. Are they going to act right? Are they going to be drama? Are they going to behave on the day of the wedding? Can you find them? So Always encouraging people, like, think about who in your friend group is not going to require you to, like, manage them at the actual wedding. Can they act right at a dinner? If not, let's not have them in the wedding. Mm. If they've started something in a bar, they're probably going to start something at the wedding. Oh. Right? (laughs) So um, I have had people – I've definitely had groomsmen go MIA. um, And typically – Okay, I'll tell you my juiciest story. Oh my God, I want to know. This is a missing best man, which is even better. A missing best man and a missing bridesmaid. So my theory, when it comes to places like ranches, Joshua Tree, Malibu, whenever there's a big open space um, and it feels a little like wild, unhinged, you know, that that word (gasps) bohemian gets thrown around, it tends to attract younger party crowds, right? So like I've noticed just in kind of like looking at the numbers, usually the the some of the youngest couples I've had have wanted to do like the Joshua Tree, and they mm. wanted that Joshua Tree thing, right? Conducive they want to drugs. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my God! When mm-hmm. people are doing Molly while their vows, or they're taking mushrooms, or like, taking mushrooms sunset, right before they walk you know? down the aisle. Yeah. That's a thing. So that has happened in Joshua Tree. That is actually a separate story where the bride and the groom did do mushrooms before they walked down the aisle. Um, Joshua Tree. Wait, is, wait, wait! Yeah, this is too good. Hold on, hold on. The bride and the groom shroomed. Mm-hmm. The bride and the groom <laughs> shroomed <laughs> as they walked down the aisle. And how did they look? And how did they? This is a nursery rhyme. This, this is, is a, a, no, really tell special. Me, how did, yeah. Um, I think for that setting with that group of friends, that's the effect that they wanted, which is like it kind of just felt like a daydream. Like there's like dancing happening and there's like (laughs) bellies out. Yeah, there was a lot for that vibe. It was right, but it's not always the right vibe. Well, some people barf from mushrooms, right? So it couldn't like somebody barf down the aisle. Well, and you know, and one thing we can talk about too is like with the popularity of like CBD at weddings and like weed weddings, um, that opens up a whole new door because things have changed since our parents used to. Poor grandmas. It's, yeah, things get wild. So, we're in the desert. This is a really young crowd, which tends to be like who wants those Joshua Tree weddings, which you've seen. You've seen them on Instagram. Um, it's it's that like bohemian. Yeah, you know the word I'm looking for. So this one was a best man. The groom was like, OK, so he'll handle his best man responsibilities and probably some of the sound stuff. And this happens once a season where I'm like, nah, let's get let's get vendors. Whenever the whenever there's a friender, I'm like, oh I get a little scared because I'm like, I just it's pretty rare that someone's like, and he's the best man, the DJ, it's my dad's friend. I trust him. I don't know these people. I don't know how to find anyone. Right. right? So we're out there. Um we're in the middle of nowhere. Dude Dude bounced like hours ago, right? Like I, I already knew at the beginning of the day because I was like, the you know, the drinking starts at eight a.m. on wedding days, right? Like it's shots, it's mimosas, 
It's hanging out in the bridal suite. So that's always something where like, you know, I hate to be a buzzkill, but sometimes I'm just like, you guys just keep in mind, like we've got a long day. Like it's going to be a long ride and we're so far from the ceremony. And they like, don't listen to you though, though right? No, They'll never listen to you. Never. They don't ever want to hear that. But you so, just want to make sure you said it because. That's right. It's on them after exactly. that. Exactly. So I see this person and I knew the minute he showed up, I was like. This is the guy. Oh, man. Because I, in my mind, I'm like, well, at least I have an assistant. And I, you know, I kind of prepped them. And I was like, look, dude, you know, there was a playlist. There's a whole thing. And these these venues out in the desert, they're all particular about sound restrictions, what kind of equipment you can use. So I'm like, unfortunately, we've got a playlist. We've got a speaker. You're going to have to, like, man this thing, right? You are now the MC. It's going to be you doing the, like, let's hear from this person. Let's hear from this person. He's getting increasingly, un, you know, unhinged. We're getting kind of to the end of dinner and then I realized about an hour later he had disappeared with a bridesmaid so I see the venue owner come flying out I don't know where I mean it's pitch black out there Wait, flying the groom, out. right the group best man oh no god no Whoa. no okay, okay. no flying out of somewhere so I see the venue owner and he's like you know, there's two people fighting in the middle of the desert. And if you don't handle it, I'll turn I'll shut the wedding down right now. He's like, I'll flip the lights on. We're going to call. Shut, and if you don't handle it, I'll start calling the cops. Right. Like, And I was like, God. And of course, because of the world we live in, my mind goes to like, well, there's a man and a woman fighting in the desert. Like, yeah. I'm going to go help Might out. Might be domestic abuse. For sure. Well, <laughs> so I'm like, you know, diffusing heated <laughs> venue owners. And it's usually people who are homeowners, like whoever uses their home as a wedding right. venue, which is. Ugh, Don't not, do that. It's, it's actually never worth it. Like, even though you can charge lots of money in Southern California to use your estate as a wedding venue, it's never worth it because you're there. And it's like you don't want to be there when your kids are having the party in the basement. Don't don't watch. Don't watch what's about to go down. So diffusing him. And I'm like, you give me a chance to fix this because I don't want the last thing I want is the bride and the groom to see. I don't want them to actually know what's going on. Right. So that's actually a really key, mature, thoughtful move. Do not want them to see because that's all they'll You'll think about off. is like, yeah, it'll set them off. So I start walking out into the middle of nowhere and it's like, you know, it's rattlesnakes. It's pitch black. It's Joshua Tree. You're in heels? Always. Dead. Dead. Yeah, keep going. Dead. Keep going. Dead. And he comes like running out, you know, and it's like the disheveled tie and the tears and looks like she just beat the shit out of him. Oh, shit. Is I think what happened. Oh. Did she hit him? It, that's not that it's ever okay. Not that it's ever okay, but I think what happened is a dispute. And I feel like whatever went down in the desert, he just looked like he was in a really rough place. And what did you say when he looked at so, you? I actually took him back to where he was staying. I gave him an option to like figure it out on his own. Well, I know he's not going to figure it out on his own. So getting him back to the lodge across the street where he was set up was like, let's just handle this. Let's defuse this. Get him off the property. And that's always my goal because honestly, it it happens it happens quite a bit with like wedding party people. And my first thought is like, we just have to get you off property. We just want this. We just want you out of sight. Because yeah. when the couple sees, that's really when things start to fall apart. Wow. Yeah, the person makes a spectacle and the attention is no longer on the couple. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I can sp sometimes I can spot those people when they walk into the wedding and I'm like, I think you might. I bet you're going to make this about you. Or I bet you're going to make this difficult for is someone. Is there a douchey bag quality to it? What What is a sign? Give me a sign. 100%. Um, people who wear sunglasses indoors. Ah! I just know. Oh, shit. I know because I know. Like, I, whenever I oh, see shit. that guest, I just, I get a, something goes off on my spidey senses. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like 
you're going to make this about you. Wait, this is fun playing judgmental. Okay, yeah. so yeah. I want to ask you another one. Is yeah. it is it that they also have a tone where they disregard you? Like oh, if you talk yes. to them, you're like, okay, so first step, you're going to be standing over here or, you know, we're going to do this at 1130. They're like, yeah, 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 got it, got it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And they ignore oh. you. Oh, yeah. That's right. They, That's a sign. They never want. And I I mean, as fun as I try and make it, I'm like, look, I know you guys are drunk. This sucks. You don't want to hear about all these rules I have to give you. But inevitably, the ones that feel like they're being helpful are usually the ones that are the most problematic. True. Because I tell them, I give them all True. the same pep talk where they reach, you know, if they're really, really high maintenance and they really want to come for me, because everyone wants to protect their friends, right? And mm. parents are the same way. They're like, who's this lady? You don't know her the way I know her. Like, you're just some wedding planner. That's so when weird. they... The more questions they ask and the more they're like, um, I just wanted to make sure that like table six actually. That's the voice. Emily, you're killing it. I just actually wanted to double check that like all of the escort cards were, you know, like when I know when those questions start that I'm like, I see you protecting your friend. Because if I walked into my best friend's wedding and I saw something wrong, I'd be like, I'm going to fix that because that's not how it's supposed to be. But the talk that I give them now is I'm like, you know what? You know what they'd love is like you to enjoy yourself. They really want you to have fun. They really do. And the more that you're look keeping an eye out for mistakes, it, they're not going to have a good time. Like that's one thing in this job that kills me is the need of the wedding party and the guests to tell the couple what they saw that was wrong. Mm. It kills me so you're imagining like this couple just got married they're glowing they're walking back down the aisle cameras are flashing and then inevitably during cocktail hour it's a mom or a friend and it was a wedding last year guests came flying up and the groom literally was walking back down the aisle and i was like okay let's get let's go do a couple more family shots guest comes flying over in my face and he's like this is the worst manhattan i've ever had no one's ever and i think i could tell the groom was like disoriented like sorry what's happening right now like i'm in the i just got married and i feel like there's this like people are like oh i'm being helpful or i just want to let them know but it actually kills the couple they never want to hear that yeah they never want to hear that they've agonized for 12 months over like the centerpieces the flatware you know everything's been perfectly executed but there is that need to run through a laundry list of things that are wrong and that that i think is one of the worst offenses from anyone in the wedding party just have fun wow it's a free easy party for me. that's easy for me that's really I'm, good advice. I'm like yeah just in the moment. Oh, yeah. yeah. They've, and I know I can see that guest. She's coming right for me, you know, and she's got like, she hates her chicken. She hates the music. She's already told the bride. Emily, she, hates, dead. she hates her table, you know, like she. Yeah, it happens at every single wedding. And I'm just like, man, all your friends want is for you to be like, this was so great. I've never been to a party this cool. Wow. OK, tell me what an extreme bridezilla situation looked like yeah that's extreme because i don't extreme. know i don't know I, all i know about bridezilla is that she has a lot of demands but i don't know what it, it is her day so give me like yeah. what really makes a bridezilla and we can say 
personzilla because it is the groom sometimes. Okay. Out of out of left field. You never know when that surprise bridezilla is gonna hit. So there's like this industry term bride chilla, right? That's like she's the she's the opposite of bridezilla. She's super chill. Everything's so great. Like anything goes, <laughs> you know me, I'm super chill. I'm not I personally am not super chill. And I don't know that you want a wedding planner who's super chill. Like that sounds like maybe something's gonna get forgotten about. Mm. So any any time now because of this bride that I, that comes to mind, anytime somebody references the I'm super chill from the start, I'm like, that actually might not be true. You might not actually be that chill. So this bride was for like probably, I don't know, four or five months, I could tell that she was maybe getting like increasingly more demanding um, and more intense. And I... I just couldn't get information from her. So what would happen is we'd meet in person, right? We'd sit down. We'd have a conversation. We'd start talking about, like, then we're going to do this. We're going to do this. Everything's great. Thank you for lunch. Oh, my God. Yes. Love it. And then a day or two would go by and the emails start. So I'm like, okay, but I just saw you. So I'm sorry. I I don't get it. So we just had lunch and you said everything was fine. But it doesn't seem like it's fine. So trying to manage this person and trying to Which pair is a passive aggressive thing, oh right? Oh my God. Okay. Oh my God. And there was a couple things about her where I was like, this feels like you're about to maybe flip out on me. So as we're getting closer and closer, I always have to find people vendors, right? And I need to like match them with who these people are. Like if they're super high glam, then I need to know that for hair and makeup. So I send them the right hair and makeup. If they are a vegan, then I probably need to find a vegan caterer. So like agonized over who to find for hair and makeup for this person, you know, sending them on these hair and makeup trials, sending them to get their hair and makeup done, see if they like it. Um, And then I got a call from that hair and makeup artist who said that, like, they actually would not be comfortable doing the wedding because they've never been talked to that poorly. (gasps) That was just one offense. From the bridezilla? Correct. How do you talk to a nail person that volatile? Hair and makeup. It was somebody that did hair and makeup. Really, really. And I think that. That was some. That was a moment where because I'm like I want to problem solve all day, so I'm like there's two sides to every story. Let me find out like what actually happened, and I'm like no, I think that um, you just can't talk to vendors that way, and that felt like strike one, right? Where I was like now I'm really getting concerned. So we're getting closer and closer to the wedding, and I get an. She starts signing her emails. Um, either like very worried or very concerned. So <laughs> I'm oh, dead. So, I kind of love it though. That's funny. I feel man. really bad for you. Yeah. It was actually a really dark I, time. I can only imagine. I love it because it's so extreme. But it's no, so of course, extreme. Yeah. Went through it. And it's it kind of so hurts funny. because some of these very are people worried. that I get very worried. <laughs> Emily, you know, like yeah. very concerned. And you're working Emily. your ass off. Working your ass off. And you feel like you get to know people in a way where you're like, I don't know. I mean, not everyone's going to be best friends throughout the process, but I'm like, I kind of know you. Like, I know these people and it's just kind of shocking. So in the week before the wedding, I got that final email from her and it was um she started it by saying i need you to know that at the wedding i will be looking for your mistakes like that is my <laughs> that is what i will be looking for at the wedding is are your mistakes she said the fact that you paired me with a hair and makeup artist that wasn't a good fit is so concerning that i just can't wait to see like what else you get no. wrong yeah so that felt very like well 
at this point. And in retrospect, now I feel I feel like when people say things like that, I think the right response is probably like, well, if you really think that I'm not capable then I don't know what else I can do. Right. Honestly, like, I'm not sure. It sounds like you just really think I can't do this. So um, that, I think, was the worst offender. And the other bridezillas, peoplezillas, are, have definitely been the grooms and the parents. Wow. Parents, for sure. Parents, parents. Parents, I could see that. Well, it's it's like they're like, we're paying you. So you are our And slaves. you know what? Fun fact, yeah. I have a clause. Um, I actually won't work with parents. Oh, yeah. I wow. will not work with. It's called the family consideration clause. <laughs> and because of Great. things that have happened with parents and how they it's like this. Um, they want to let you know that they're in charge. It's their kid. It's their wedding. Um, there's just so much triangulation that it's better for everyone that I just be able to talk to the couple. So like, I never mind checking in with parents. I think some of them are really awesome. It's great. It can be a great conversation to get to know somebody, say hello. Of course, I want to know your mom and dad. I'm going to see them at the wedding. But I just can't plan the wedding with them exclusively because way too much has gone wrong. And I've had a mom try. She tried. She removed the daughter from all the emails halfway through the process. And she was like, <laughs> this is way too stressful for her. I'm taking over. But it was like at that point, so much work had been done that I'm like, I actually don't I don't know. But I don't know you. So now I feel like we have to start over and you're super mean to me yeah. <laughs> and you're scary. Yeah. You're really scary. Small, mom. Too small in stature, right? Moms are scary. No. Actually not. <laughs> no, no, I don't know. Actually, moms, this mom was really scary. And that's that is something that I've seen in my job. It's one of the saddest things that I see where I'm like, why not just make your kids day fun? Why do you make this process so shitty for your kid? Like, Why? I Whether, have a factor, you know, I just really want to say because I was really surprised when I read it. Okay, twenty percent of marriages end up in divorce in Hawaii, right? Whoa, that's that's very low, right? It's very low. They're 20, a little bit isolated out there uh, in Hawaii, right? So they're, they're more successful. Only twenty percent, so eighty percent are successful. Which state in the United States is the worst to get married? California has the highest divorce rate. California. I would say California, Florida, for some reason. Oh, I, well, I was just—I was just thinking of Florida too. Florida I feel like just it's has a unique way of getting south. things done. Am I close? Backwards. Is it the it's, south? It's it's a. Is it um, Texas? Sixty-five percent no, of marriages right. uh, get divorced in this state. And it no is. way! In this state, you said this no, state. No, no, not this state. No, 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 not this state. No, no. Okay. Oh, in the state you're uh, about to tell us. Oklahoma. Whoa! Huh? What? Oklahoma. Why? Why do you yeah. think? I have no Easier idea. Easier procedures? <laughs> are, I'm <laughs> curious, like, because you know that, like, the divorce procedure, legal like, yeah. things are different state to state. You just get it where you get your lottery ticket or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know? yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was like, yeah, 65%. Whoa. That's 35 I mean, yeah. it's a little bit old school, but I tell every couple to go to couples counseling. Yeah. What's your favorite part of your job? <gasps> I'm pretty mushy and like actually super romantic and into all that stuff. I love right after the ceremony. That really is my favorite part because people are so high on endorphins. The euphoria. And you feel so fulfilled by that. That's the hardest part of the day. So once that's over, I feel this deep sense of like, I mean, assuming everything goes well, and it usually does. Then I feel a deep sense of like, it's over and I'm so relieved that it went the way you wanted. But like that moment, because it's a live production, like we don't have a sound stage, it's a live event. So like anything could happen. Even if we rehearse it 600 times, a tree branch could still break. Someone could pass out. That's happened, you know, like we get it as close to perfect as we can. And then when it's over, I'm just like, can we please 
dance and eat and like do the stuff that yeah. we like yeah. the stuff. I want mm-hmm. I want to do the fun stuff. Yeah. That's the best part. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I can only imagine it's very fulfilling because you're a very. part of some people's memories for the rest of their lives. I, I actually love it. That's yeah, not really to be a meaningful. narcissist. No, but no, like, no. It's I meaningful. Love, <laughs> meaningful. I, I, I love that part. Cool. Yeah. Ugh, I love this. Thank you so much oh, for sharing you. all this yeah, thanks, juiciness with yeah. us. All the dirt. Emily, where can we find you and hire you for our next wedding? Oh, wonder our next one. Um, so my company is <laughs> Heartthrob Weddings. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Heartthrob Weddings. And you can go to my website, heartthrobweddings.com, and drop me a line. Uh, hello at Heartthrob Weddings. Follow Heartthrob Weddings. Thank you, Emily, Thank for sharing you. all this with this us. This so fun. If any of you fam have any additional questions, You know I'm going to post this podcast on my gram. Please do comment below the questions that you have. I'm going to make sure Emily gets to them and answer them for us because you are so detailed and you're already teaching us how to behave at a freaking wedding. That's right. Act right. Yeah. Act right. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. This was so fun. Bye, everybody. Bye. So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening, because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better, because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. So I I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7.